sermon title. Oh, go back to it. Go back to it. The what? The sons of God. Who are the sons of God? We are. I want to say something right now because it's extremely, extremely important what I'm about to say. If you'll look at the world, it's messed up bad right now. And it concerns people. And it should. How close are we? Very close. Very close. The, um, the war in the Middle East will only get worse. Man, the corruption of man, when you have, we have people in a place called Washington, D.C. They don't have a brain in their head. I, I mean, you look at our nation, it ought, it ought to concern you at just how ignorant a human being can be. And a politician, good Lord have mercy. And I don't want you, I don't want you to be concerned. I'm not, I'm not just picking on politicians right now. I, I'm saying this for a reason. The war in the Middle East will escalate into the Ezekiel 38 war. Russia will come down against Israel and, 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 and uh, Damascus will be a ruinous heap. And, and you can pray all you want to, but it's happening because we have people in the earth. The Bible says in Romans 1 that in the last days there will be moronis. That's the word morons. When a woman goes, I don't know whether I'm a boy or girl today, that's a moron. And whenever a parent lets their kids do a sex change, that's a moron. That's a moron. And they're there and they, and they vote. And we're here. And you're like, well, I don't want to be born this time. Too bad. You're here. So there has to be an answer. I'm not, gonna, I'm not running around this planet defeated. Amen. Now, I don't want you to either. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not up here preaching a sermon because this is a job. I, I, I could do a lot of things for a living. I don't have to do this one. I'm doing this one for us because we live in the time we're in, but I want to see something in us, victory. Amen. We're, not, we're not going through this time. I'm, I'm not hiding in a closet. The, the gays came out of the closet. You come out of yours. I, was, I walked in a 7-Eleven one day and the men's bathroom was closed. And so, the, you know, the women's, it has a lock on it. It only has one stall. So I went in, locked the door, went and used the bathroom, came out. And a woman was out there. And I said, I looked at her and I said, I was confused. Yeah. When you can say that now and it's okay, you, the world is crazy. <laughs> but I'm taking advantage of their nuts. You know, just you be nuts. I'm going to use the bathroom. So, so understand, we, we live in this time. I, I'm not waking up in the morning and going, ah! Now, why am I, why? And I want to read something to you before I get started. The real purpose of becoming a Christian is not to save yourself from hell. Or to be saved to go to heaven. It is to become a child of God 
with the character of Jesus Christ and stand before men. Jesus created a race after his likeness. Jesus did not step out of his of, of, of Nazareth going, I sure hope everything works out all right today, boys. He was literally king. He literally ruled and reigned while he walked this earth. He didn't have bad days. He didn't have defeat. He overcame everything. And then he created a race of people like him called Christians. Now, we're the ones that turn this into come to Jesus and don't go to hell. That's selfish. Come to Jesus and go to heaven. That's selfish. Come to Jesus and walk with God as a son of God. That's not selfish. Now, what I just said would get me kicked out of most churches. Because they're just worms in the dirt. Well, I'm not a worm in the dirt. Jesus wasn't a worm in the dirt, and I'm not a worm in the dirt, and you're not a worm in the dirt. So I'm going to read a scripture to you right now. And if that's all I read, we will have had good church. Hebrews 2.9. We see Jesus who was made a little lower than angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he, okay, that he by the grace of God might taste death for everyone. So he took your place, paid your debt. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory and make the captain of their salvation perfect. Boy, y'all are exciting. Say, that's me. What did he do on the cross? What, What happened? What happened? What happened when you were born again? If any man is in Christ... He's a brand new creation. He's a new race. He's a new species of a human that has never existed before. You are not like everybody else on the planet. Now, if they don't know it, you should. Did they know who he was? No. And they don't know who you are. But you need to know who you are. Because while the world is falling apart, you are not. You, you, you and I are destined, while we're here, to rule and reign. There's a scripture in Daniel that says the saints give the Antichrist fits. And we will, he will know we're here. And then when we leave, we'll give it to him. And then they can blow each other up. And we'll come back throw them all into hell, and say, okay, guys, let's, let's do this thing right. Our best days are, are everything from here on is good, everything. Even the day you die, it's good. If, 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 you, if one day they call you on the phone and say, pastor died, it's a lie. I'll never die. I might not. I might change. I might step out of this body. I might leave and go visit Marshall. And a bunch of other saints that I probably have to apologize to. (laughs) But I'm not dead. He who believes in me will never die. die. Stop talking about the day you die. You ain't going to die. You change location. Now listen, one of the things the body of Christ has never grasped 
is you're a son of God. As a matter of fact, if you don't grasp it, you're, not, you're, you're going to live below, way below what you were designed to live. And I don't want you to live there. God doesn't want you to live there. God wants you victorious. God wants you fruitful. God wants you healthy. That's what God wants. All right. It, it begins. So, so having said that, go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. We've been talking about uh, being the righteousness of God. We've been talking about who you are in Christ. And, and we're going to continue today to do that. Because if you're not rooted in who you are, you'll never live the life you're to live. Now, understand, we're going to get into later, we're going to get into you growing. But, but any time that you're in a battle, and you will be in battles, if, if, you, if Satan is bothering you, it's because you're saved. Yes. Did Satan bother Jesus, then he, if you don't believe that God loves you, at least believe to the degree Satan hates you. Do you understand that? I mean, if you don't even believe what God says, at least believe what the devil said. If he don't like you, you must be somebody to contend with. Well, that's good preaching. I'm just going to get all fired up here and just dump it all, dump glory all over you and send you back home today. Amen. Ephesians 4, 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Fivefold ministry, he gave them to the body of Christ for the equipping of who? Saints. So that saints can do the work of ministry. Jesus said, the works I do shall you do also. That's a brand, you know, everybody think, well, that's Benny Hinn's job. It really is not. For the edifying of the body till, and I'm going to say until, I'm not a Jehovah Witness because I added to the Bible. Come to the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God to a what? Perfect. Now, now listen to me. Let me help you with some people are always asking every year, every January, what is the Lord saying this year? Same thing he said last year. I think that men, are, men of God that get on the air and tell them the Lord said it, I think most of that's just pure goofiness. What he says to you might be different this year. And he might be saying to the body of Christ, this year, I'd like for you to rejoice in the Lord. And you're going, isn't that what you said last year? Yeah. Okay, never mind. I know I'm a handful. I mean, I, I know. I, know. I, I, I plow everybody's field sideways. You come in here and I just plow your field. Dear Lord, what's he doing today? I am the preacher Satan warned you about. <laughs> Till we come to the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. Now, don't let that throw you. It literally in the Greek means mature. To the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. What is he doing in you? He's turning you into Jesus. When he's finished with you, you will walk, talk, act exactly like him. 
Now, when you die, he may not be finished. But when you get to heaven, and after you get through singing Kumbaya and everything else, they have classes up there. And then there's going to be a little, you need to go to this. Uh, You didn't down there, and you're way behind. (laughs) So we're going to have to catch you up. Because during the millennial reign, you're not coming down here and being a carnal numbnut. You're going to be working for the king of glory. And you're going to learn how to work with the king of glory. And he's going to turn the sons of God in the earth loose. And we're going to show them how it's done. If they're afraid of Trump, wait till they make Jesus. Because he, he ain't being voted in either. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, never mind, never mind. That's too much. That was too much politics for some of you. Now, you have to understand. Now, did I just read that? Uh, so you, I have to be right. Yeah. I just read it. Everything he's done in you since the day you got born again is to work what's in you out. Work out your salvation. It's already in there, but he's working it out. The love's in there, but he's working it out. The joy's in there, he's working it out. And you, if you were honest, you would tell me I'm not the way I was a year ago or two years ago or three years. Has he changed anything in you? Has he? Oh, see, I, I, I pastor this church, and, I, and I've noticed that some of y'all are nicer. I've noticed some of you are kinder. I've noticed some of you are more benevolent than you were a year ago. What he's doing is he's turning you into Jesus. But he's doing it now because they still need to meet him. And they're going to meet him when they see you. You the man or the woman. Say I the man. Now, if you leave this church and you ever hear anyone else preach this, they stole my sermon. Because you don't hear it. But why don't we hear it? Listen, Jesus didn't come to start a religion. He came to start a family. We are the sons of God. People say to me, Justin acts like you. Who else would he act like? <laughs> the other day, Jordan came through the house and he was making a lot of noise. And I looked at Lisa and I went, I wonder where he got that. She went. Y'all answer. He acts like his dad. <laughs> What? He's noisy. I thought you said he was annoying. I was fixing. (laughs) Jordan, Jordan's noisy. Jordan's noisy. Dad's noisy. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. If you have an apple tree producing oranges, something's wrong. So, so now, 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 now that's funny. Why would we not act 
like our older brother? Why would we not be like him? Yeah. Amen. You know, if y'all want to tick people off, next time someone comes up to you and says, who are you? Say, I am. And just stop right there. Let them. I am what? I am what he says I am. And I, and, and I love to mess with people. I, I do. I just, I love to, I love for their brains to fall out of their head. I had a lady came to me one day at, at, the, at the minister. She said, you scare me. I said, why? She says, I never know what you're going to say. I said, that's good, just like my older brother. She said, that's what I'm talking about. Right there. <laughs> the world didn't think like this. They've never been taught to think like this. Satan doesn't care if you're religious. Just don't ever step into Jesus' shoes. You'll scare him. Now, now let me finish reading this. Let me finish reading this. To a mature man, the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, that we would no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of dumb doctrine, the trickery of men, cunning craftiness, deceitful plottings, but we would learn to speak the truth and grow up in all things into him who's the head. Now, my, my head doesn't think one way and my body a different way. My head, this is Daryl. I got a little secret for you. So is this. And that. If Jesus' head is Jesus, what's his hand's name? Y'all are blaspheming. You just told me you're Jesus. You are. You say, I'm the body of Christ. Well, what's his belly button's name? <laughs> you say, I'm just the belly button. Well, the belly button's named Jesus. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. That's, that's too much. I just unloaded way more on you than. But why is it that the body of Christ does not act like this? Because we've never been taught to think like this. And until your thinking goes here, your body won't. But speaking the truth in love, we would into him all things. Verse 16, to whom the whole body is joined, knit together by what every joint supplies, according to effective worthy, by what every part does it share, causing growth of the body, edifying itself, etc., etc. Okay, now, go to Ephesians 1.13. We're, we're in Ephesians. We're going to be in Ephesians for a little while. 1.13. Now I'm going to say, I'm going to read something to you and, 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 and it's literally going to blow your mind. I want your mind, I, I want some things in your mind, you blow your nose, let's blow your mind. Boy, that was good. You ought to look at your faces while I'm preaching sometimes, you'd have to. Try it. It won't break. All right. Verse 13. In him whom you trusted, 
after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation in whom you, having believed, were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Sealed. If any man is in Christ, he's new. Holy Spirit cannot live in a sinner. If you aren't perfect, he can't live in you. When you were born again, the life of God came in your spirit, and Holy Spirit sealed you. Your spirit, which is you, has never sinned. Y'all ought to see your faces. When when a woman makes jelly, she takes it and she cooks it on the stove. She pours it in a jar. And she puts paraffin on top of it and seals the jelly. Holy Spirit placed a seal. Now, and I'm going to say a word right here. Now, listen. I'm going to say your spirit, but that's really not true. You don't have a spirit. You are a spirit. And I have to say things sometimes you're, because you are a spirit, soul, and a body. And because of that, I'm going to refer to your spirit as being yours. <coughs> but you don't have a spirit. You are a spirit. Now, when you were born again, your spirit was sealed, and you've never, you haven't, you haven't sinned one time since you've been saved. God looks at you through that seal and sees you as Jesus. Y'all are want y'all are, I, I can you got to hear your brain smoking right now. <laughs> we will have to get into sinning spirit, soul, and body that you you as a soul and a body can disobey God. We will get into that. But until you learn to operate out of who you are in Christ, you will never become the man that God or the woman God wants you to be. As long as you are in defeat, trying to gain victory, you won't. All right, now listen to these words. Listen to my words. You must fight all of your battles from victory. I am who he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. And I am not a sinner saved by grace. I am the very righteousness of God. Sin has no dominion over me. Sickness has no dominion over me. Satan has no dominion over me. And I am a son of God. Now, I'm speaking from me being a spirit. I I am a spirit, and I'm talking like a man who is a spirit. Now, we'll get into the fact that I have a soul, and it's crazy. And I have a flesh. And it's not saved. But, but listen, as long as you're trying to become, 
You will live defeated. Jesus did not step into the earth trying to earn God's favor. You are not trying right now to earn his favor. Let me, let me tell you why. I'm you here in our church, you need to read your Bible. You're not earning God's favor. You're just doing something with your dumb head. You're not going to church to earn his favor. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you this right now. You can stay home. And, God, and, and you're still a son of God sitting home. You're dumb. You're stupid. But you're a son of God. You could never open your Bible, and you're a son of God. You're a dumb son of God, but you are son of God. Wouldn't it be nice if you actually opened the book and found out who you were? You're not earning anything. You're not earning anything. So whenever you make 100 confessions, you're not trying to get God to give you anything. You already is, baby. I is. So I'm reading my Bible and go, I is healed. I is blessed. I am a new creator. I already am. I've arrived. Boy, I'm preaching better than y'all amen. And I mean, dear God in heaven, help me, Jesus. But we preach faith to you. And I, and, and, and I don't understand if you, you, you think we're giving you a, a new set of rules to become what you are. No, you're not. How can you resist the devil if you don't even know who you are? When the devil said to Jesus, if you're the son of God, he didn't go, I am too. How you feel? I don't feel like one. Well, we'd be a mess right now. Say, I'm sealed, vacuum-packed, son of God, wall-to-wall holy. I'm already holy. I am already holy. I ain't getting no more holy. I'm as holy as I'm ever going to be. When I die and go to heaven, I'm not going to become more righteous. I'm as righteous. Right. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you all something right now to blow your mind. You want me to blow your mind? Let me just blow your mind. Jesus said the least in the kingdom is greater than you are already greater than Moses. You are already greater now than Elijah. You are already greater than any Old Testament prophet ever walked this earth. We are the sons of Almighty God. They are looking to meet you. They are never, Moses never spoke in tongues. Abraham never spoke in tongues. Abraham was never even born again. Whoa! My God! You go step into heaven, Abraham going, I just want to meet you. And you're going to say, my pastor talked to me about this. They said y'all were going to do this when we got here. Why am I doing this? Your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion walking around, and he's messing with your head based on who you think you be instead of who you be. Come 
So when the devil says, you, you, you good for nothing, dog, you talking to me. You ain't talking to me. I'm a son of God. What you talking about? Well, you know what you did? What? That's under the blood. I'm, I'm a new creation. I'm, I'm righteous. Well, you ain't righteous. You don't act like right. <laughs> None of your business. Boy. Okay. Okay, let me, let me see where I will. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of your inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Well, when you, when you buy a house, you put some guarantee money down. You better come back or you're losing your money. He put a guarantee on you. He will be back to get you. He got investment in you. He got money on your head. He's coming back to get you. He's that one mine. Get her out of here. Now that one mine. That one. That ain't mine. I don't want that one. All right. Let's look at another one. Are you ready? Ephesians one four. Ephesians one four. You ready? I mean, I, I mean, if you ain't ready, just tell me. I'll leave. I'll go home. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and without blame. No blame. No blame. Not even anything in you I could charge you for. I'm talking about you. Not talking about your soul. Not talking about your body. I'm talking about you. There is nothing I can charge you for. There's nothing God can charge you for. Why are you letting the devil do it? He's a liar. You see, your battle is not to become. It's to stand on who you are. When you're you're dealing with the devil, you're not going, I believe I'm the healed. No, honey, you're the healed. You are blessed. You already blessed. Without blame? Do you know the biggest issue in the body of Christ today? People running around beating themselves up. In the natural, now I'm talking spirit, soul, and body. You will never live perfect this side of heaven. So get over your bad self. Get over your unrenewed mind and your goofy flesh. That's why God wants you to leave your body here. He don't want to ever see it again. It is, you have a bad body, bad body, bad body. Stay down there, die, go back in the dirt. Don't want to see you, got to get you another one. Don't identify with your body. I'm Puerto Rican. Jesus wasn't Puerto Rican? How could you be Puerto Rican? Jesus didn't speak Spanish? He didn't eat tacos. I'm Mexican. No, you ain't. Your body's Mexican. And most of y'all body is Tex-Mex. That ain't Mexican. You, you half American, half Mexican. Just because you eat tacos don't make you Mexican. And who gives a rip about whether you eat a taco or not? You're eating a taco, ain't never done nothing for you. Make you fat. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to liven you up just a little tiny bit. 
quit getting your identity from your body. I'm 70. I ain't 70. His mercies are new every morning. I'm brand new. I just started all over. I woke up this morning and went, I'm brand new. As a matter of fact, me, the, the spirit, I'm just a boy. <laughs> People come to me and say, you act like a kid. I am. We're the only people who have two birthdays. Your body has a birthday, forget it. You have a birthday. That's what you ought to celebrate. Well, I'm just getting started. Ephesians 1.6, are you ready? Ephesians 1.6. We're talking about who you are. 1.6. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made you accepted. Say, I am accepted. Say, God likes me. It's one thing to be loved. God loves people that go to hell. But the ones he likes don't. That may mess you up. We spend all of our life doing everything. We do the dumbest things to get people to accept it. We wear goofy clothes. When I was a boy... I threw pants away that looked like what y'all wear. <laughs> to be accepted by stupid people. But that's all right. That's okay. That's all right. You, you just wear what you want to. I'm not. If God accepts you, you can wear all the dumb clothes you want to wear. <clears throat> but it's amazing what people will do to be seen. To be like someone, listen, you know, if God noticed you, you noticed. I'm accepted by God. And listen, while you're on this planet, people will reject you. You know what you do? You just go, ha, 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 ha. I am Jesus's brother, and I really don't care what you think. Listen, blowing someone's candle doesn't make yours brighter. And people, people, they're going to want to blow your candle out. And you, when they blow on you, you just go, ha, 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 it's the Holy Ghost. You can't blow it out, baby. It is, it is oil. It is oil in me, baby. It is making me bright and light. And, and you can't blow my candle out, man. I just keep coming back. You think Jesus ran around going, I heard the Pharisees didn't like my sermon. <laughs> Your mama wants to talk to you. Oh, not my mom. Oh, no. My whole family thinks I'm crazy. God, what am I going to do? My mom. Who cares what your mama said? He said, you go tell my mom to be a doer of the word of God because I ain't got time to mess with y'all no more. I'm God's son. And you go tell my mom I said that. Now, I did that when I was 12, because I, but when I was 12, but I ain't, tell my mommy, I ain't 12. Your family, biggest problem you have is your family. If they can't get you to calm down, lady came in one time, she is very wealthy, very wealthy. She sent me a note 
and put it up on the pulpit. If you will calm down, I will bring my friends. I picked it up and I went, I ain't calming and we don't want your friends. It will kill my church for you, you goofy thing. To be accepted by, by you. Who are you anyway? Someone said, I don't like you. I said, who are you? That I would care. I'm trying to help you all out a little bit. I'm going to help you out. Before you get out here, I'm going to help you out. I'm accepted. If God, if God's accepts me, was it, does it really matter what everybody else said? No. And, and now listen, he knew I was crazy when he got me. He knew you were crazy. He accepted you anyway. Then get over it. He's not finished. Someone said to me, said, you, you know, we don't like the way you act. I said, hey, you should have been here a year ago. <laughs> I was crazier then than I am now. But come back next year. I'll be doing a lot better. Jesus. What, what, uh, who, who died and made you, jury? One time, I went to work on dignity. I studied dignity. I prayed about dignity. And I got up one Sunday and decided to become dignified. Failed miserably at it. About two minutes into the sermon, all the dignity went out the window. And finally, I went, forget it. Just leave it alone. It ain't happening. If God wanted me dignified, he'd have made me dignified. Maybe he wanted me to be a little bit undignified. David was undignified, dancing before the Lord with all of his mind. Made his wife mad. God liked it. God loves your dancing, screaming, hollering, jumping, shouting, running. Self, you know your, your crazy self. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you go to that church? Yes. Do y'all run? Absolutely. Do y'all dance? Yeah. Do y'all fall out? Yeah. Do y'all shout? Yeah. We also do it outside church. Lady came to church one time, and at the end of the service, I was up here being dignified, and I gave a word of knowledge. I said, there's someone in here right now that you have been praying to get back right with God and to get filled with the Holy Spirit. If you'll come up now. You can be back right with God and filled with the Spirit. And I stood there like an idiot and not a soul raised their hand. And I'm looking around the room, you know, and I'm going to give you one more chance every eye, every eye closed, every head bowed one more time if you're in the building right now. And the Lord is speaking to you. You know how, you know. No. Nothing happened. Nothing. We get out of church service, everybody's thinking he's a false prophet. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me if I care. I, Lisa goes, you know, I'm going to need some food for lunch today. I want you to go to Winn-Dixie. And I, I walked into Winn-Dixie, and, and I walked over to the card section, and the woman went, oh, Pastor. You remember the day during service when you said, there's somebody out of fellowship with God who wants to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I said, yes. She goes, that was me. Now, here's my question. Why are you telling me in Winn-Dixie? 
do you think I'm not going to pray for you in Winn-Dixon? I asked her, I said, why did you come forward? She goes, well, I didn't want to walk up there. I knew you'd pray for me, and I knew I'd fall out in the power. I said, in church. I said, um, let's pray. She went, not here. I said, why not? Oh, terrified her. Terrified her. I, she had carpet. She chose tile. I didn't, I didn't have nothing to do with that. I mean, if, if you disobey God, don't tell me in Winn-Dixie. I will pray for you in Winn-Dixie too. So we're over in the produce section, and, and I said, lift your hands. And I said, lift them up. And she'd lift her hands, and she prayed a prayer. And Jesus, forgive me my sins, and fill me with the Holy Ghost. And she starts talking in tongues, and I laid hands, and out she went between tomatoes and tomatoes. And I walked away, and she's laying in Winn-Dixie's floor talking in tongues on the tile floor. And I'm going, lady, next time just come up in churches. Because everybody in here thinks you're crazy. That is good. She left. <laughs> Ephesians 2, chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his what? Did he screw up? No. No, he didn't. Did he make an incomplete Christian? There ain't anything wrong with you. God, that's good, Kenny. He finished the job. The day you got born again, he finished the job. We're not trying to become, we're not, we're not, you're not adding to Jesus. You're not doing anything to add to Calvary. You, you can't do it. I am his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared before me. In other words, there's things for me to do, but I've already arrived. Now, why, why am I saying all that? I got some more scriptures to show you. Because everything that you're dealing with right now that you're having trouble with is based on guilt and shame and condemnation. That's why you don't pray. It's why you get other people to pray for you. Because you think you no good. Right. I sure wish Pastor would pray for me. What do I have? You do not. What does Kenneth Copeland have? You don't have. What does Jesus have? You don't. Nothing. Do y'all understand where the, the disconnect is in church? It's, it's not on God's end. When you get prayed for, you come up hoping something happens. Healing belongs to you. It's already yours. It's yours. Blessing's already yours. Now, listen to me. The day you prayed a prayer, you were a total heathen. You've done nothing to earn anything. Someone gave you the gospel, and you declared yourself Christian when you weren't. I believe Jesus died on the cross, rose the dead, and thank you, I'm saved. You weren't saved when you said it. 
I'm going to come over here. What happened to you? Spirit of God came in you. When does he begin? When you declare what he did. I am saved. I am healed. That's it. Don't, don't struggle anymore. Stop, stop struggling. That's your spirit. Now we're going to work that out because your body is reflecting what's in your soul. If you're defeated in your soul, your body will, will reflect it. So the key would be to get your mind renewed, not to become on what's already yours. That's powerful, guys. That's absolutely powerful. Boy, I got more scriptures on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can find a scripture. Some, I think. I'm, is this all right? This is very foundational. Muy necesito. Oh, no, I'm not Spanish. I just wanted Rosa to know what I was talking about. <laughs> Gloria a Dios. Jesús el Señor, amén. Yo quiero café con leche. Don't have to start a baño. I was in Venezuela one time, and I said, no, Guatemala, and I, wanted to be, I learned some Spanish, and I walked up to a guy, and I said, donde está el baño? He said, you're an American. I said, yes. He said, we don't use bathrooms down here. Find a tree. Donde está el tree? Bush? Never mind, never mind, never mind. That's too much for y'all. I, that's too deep. Look at Philemon 1.6. I didn't give you this, but if you can find it, just do it. Philemon 1.6. Wow, this is good. God, this is good. That the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing in you. When does it become true? When you acknowledge what's already inside of you. When you say, I am his workmanship. I am righteous. I am blessed. You're adding your voice to his work, which is faith. I don't feel righteous. I don't feel accepted. I don't feel loved. But I must be because he said I am. That's called faith. Shandai, there's that word again. They say it around here a lot. All right. Romans 6. Romans 6. I'm gonna, I, I, I got time. I ain't going anywhere. 6.14. Sin shall not have dominion over me. I'm not under law, but under grace. Now think about that a second. I'm not a sinner. So therefore, now, now listen to what I'm going to say right here. Very, very, very carefully. Just listen to very carefully. Open up your ears. I'm going to jump to a scripture. First Timothy. God has not given me a spirit of fear. 
All right, now listen to what I said. Remember a while ago we talked about the fact that your spirit is sealed? You've never produced fear since the day you got saved. You don't have any in you. That means it has to be coming from somewhere else. For you to say, I was afraid, is wrong. You can't produce it. That means that it has to be a person called a spirit. So when you are afraid, you are in the presence of a demon. It's not you. So when someone says COVID, you go, oh, God, not again. And you go, oh, you stop and go, no, God didn't give me a spirit of fear. I'm incapable of it. He gave me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Therefore, I resist you, spirit of fear. Resist the devil, he will. How can you resist the devil if you think you the devil? If you think you're, you're producing the fear, you'll never speak to it. Go, fear, get off me. What are you doing? Get, get off me. Now listen to me. Fear produces what it's, listen, it, whatever you're afraid of will happen. It is perverted faith. Satan wants you to have faith in his word. Come on, y'all. So the next time someone says COVID, some of y'all went and hid at home from COVID and it found you. You can't hide from COVID. (laughs) David didn't hide from Goliath. He went and found the sucker. I will bust your head. I ain't afraid of you, you big galoot. You too big to miss. Everybody is afraid, but listen, that's called faith. If he hadn't given you a spirit of fear, you're not producing fear. It's a demon, and if you resist the devil, the Bible says he will flee as in terror. That means the fear will jump off of you and run down the street to your neighbor's house. Boy, I'm preaching better than y'all. Amen. And y'all, I mean. But see, you can't be afraid to confront the devil. He's not all powerful. Greater is he who's in me than all the devils of hell. Do you understand? I'm talking about who you are. Not how you feel or your circumstance. You're going to go through trouble. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Boy, I'm preaching so good. I'm going to, I actually enjoyed my sermon today. I'm going to double my offering. Why am I doing this? Because this is the foundation of faith. If you miss this, everything else we teach you is worthless. Now, am I going to teach you on how to live right? Yes, but it is not to become. 
But listen, you, you, you might be born again, spirit-filled, love Jesus, the Son of God. You still reap what you sow, you dumb thing. Quit sowing to your flesh if you're a son. Why, why would you need to steal? Good God, God's your daddy. You don't need to steal nothing. You don't need to steal. You don't need adultery. You don't need sex. Getting married. Say, God, I need a woman, a good one. And, I, and, and he loves you. He loves you. He'll answer your prayers. And he'll send you a good one. And you can have all the sex you want. Oh, that, and see, some of y'all like that. Don't talk about that in church. Don't talk about that in church. Well, so if you want to hear about sex, go to the elementary school. They'll tell you about sex. Church people are dumb and rocks. You don't. I'm, how am I doing, Robert? Thank you. Good Lord, help me. Help me out right here. You don't need to lie. Why do you need to lie? If God is for you and you're a son of God, listen, what's Donald Trump's wife's name? I forgot you. Melania. She don't have to lie. She don't care what you think. Democrats have to lie. And half the Republicans have to lie. But I don't have to lie. Maybe three quarters of them by now. I don't know. They're all crazy. Jesus didn't have to tell lies. You don't have to tell lies. You don't have to steal. You, you, sinning is stupid. It's stupid. Christians who sin are just stupid people. Say, I'm not stupid. So in a minute, before we go home, we'll go to First John. If you sin, don't blame your wife. Don't blame your kids. Don't, don't, blame, don't blame the government. Say, I did it. I'm wrong. Forgive me. And he will cleanse you from the all unknown. Get clean. Don't duck into church and duck out. Duck in and duck up here. Just walk in here and go, I, I lost my... I lost my joy, I lost my peace, I lost my, come on, help me, Jesus. And he's seated at the right hand of God, and his blood still works, and you'll get up as though you never did a thing in the world. Man, that's good preaching. Have I ever used 1 John 1, 9? Oh, you betcha. That's why it's in there, to use it. Okay, well, let's see what else I got. I'm running out of time. I have seven minutes. Thank you. <laughs> Colossians 1.13. Colossians 1.13. If you didn't write all these scriptures down, you should have been. If not, I will make them on a paper and sell them to you for $100. <laughs> you really should write stuff down. You really should learn that stuff down. Colossians 1.13. Look at this. I just need deliverance from the devil. I just need deliverance. You, you, can you imagine Jesus going, someone pray for me, I need deliverance. Come on. Guys, y'all pray for me. I've been having a bad week. Verse 13, he delivered you from the power of darkness. Satan has no authority over you. He's a defeated foe. You don't need deliverance. The Bible says resist him. And placed me in the kingdom 
of the son of his, of his love in whom I have redemption through the blood. Look at Satan and go, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. You ain't got nothing on me. I plead the blood. I, I, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing my dead level best. <clears throat> this is what I meant earlier when I said you must become rooted. Go to Colossians. Wow, Hebrews. No, go to Hebrews 10, 14. Oh, oh, let's go ahead and just blow your mind. Let's just go ahead and just... Let's just go ahead and just rip it right off the top of your head. Are y'all ready? 10.14, Hebrews 10.14. For by one offering, he, Jesus, perfected forever those who are being sanctified. I want you to say this. I am perfect. Now, that'll mess up some people. I, I'm not perfect. We're not talking about your soul. We're not talking about your body right now. We're talking about you. You're perfect. Why am I saying this? Listen to me very carefully. Every battle you fight... You must enter the arena victorious. Or you will lose the fight. When I get the flu, I'm not trying to get healed of the flu. I just tell flu, what are you doing? Who are you you trying to jump on? What are you doing? Let me tell you something, you dumb thing. I got authority over all the work of the enemy, and you ain't jumping on me. No, you ain't getting on me. Well, you know, I, I you know what you did. What I did. You know, let's talk about what I did. Let's talk about who I am. You know who I am? Do you have any idea who I am? What are you getting on me for? You ain't killed. Long life. Long life. Long life. Will he satisfy me and show me his salvation? I've been made the very righteousness of God. I don't know who you're jumping on. You ain't jumping on me. What's happening when I do that? First of all, I'm getting my soul, which is crazy, lined up with who I already am. I'm already victorious. But now the biggest problem God has with you is your head. If he could get your soul in agreement Not with the fact that you believe because you have faith in healing. No, stop. You are. The life of God is already in your spirit. You want it in your body. It needs to come out of your spirit and go. the same spirit that brought Jesus out of hell is dwelling on the inside of you. You're walking around wall to wall, God. That'll that'll mess a Baptist up. Y'all running around saying you're God's. No, the Bible said we are. Jesus said you are. Well, we don't want to go down that road. I'm out of here now. I can't handle that. I didn't say big G. 
But if Adam was God's son and Jesus is God's son, would not the son be as much God as the father? Oh, y'all went real quiet. Now, I'm not talking about you, what you did. I'm talking about what you inherited. The world is waiting for the sons of God. Now, how does this look? Jesus told his disciples, go preach the gospel, cast out devils. Everywhere they went, they cast out devils. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power went around doing good and healing all people that are oppressed by the devil. What's your primary assignment? Shut up, Satan. Get out of here. Get off my kids. Get off my grandkids. Get off my family. And get off me. Are you all those people that tell God what to do? Not God. The devil. We don't have authority over Father. We're submitted to Father. But God has never done anything in the earth apart from you. Jesus says, as I am, so are you in the earth. As the Father sent me, I sent you. Same spirit. Come on. Do you understand why we have a problem in the earth today? The body of Christ has never risen up and begun to, be, and begin to act like we're sons. Mm, mm, mm. This, this is actually pretty good, isn't it? Now, some of y'all may be choking just a tad on me. Find a scripture and show me I'm wrong. One, just one. Religion is the biggest dammer. I'm going to say something right now, and I know I'm going to make my wife mad. Every Christian movie I've ever watched is a bunch of jackasses trying to make a movie about why God killed someone and we should trust him. You idiot. Don't know the difference between God and the devil. And they've sent more people to hell than drugs. It ought to tick you off. Boy, I've been hell. I just turn it off. I just get to turn the crap off. Let's watch a murder movie or something. Let's... Boy, I, I just... Oh, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Before we get out of here, go to James chapter 1. So I can at least start on the subject of sin for a moment. Can you, as a three-part, be in sin? Yes, you can. Can you disobey God? Yes. Will you eat it? Yes. Do you stop being a Christian? No. 
James chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. When he has been approved, he will be received the crown of life that God promised those. Let no one say, when I was tempted, I was tempted by God. God can't tempt you, nor does he tempt anybody. You're tempted when you're drawn away by your own desires and enticed. And, and when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. Sin, full grown, brings forth death. Don't be deceived, my beloved. Every good, every perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variable, it's neither shadow of turning. His own will, he brought forth his word and truth that he might be kind of first fruits. <clears throat> so then, my beloved brother, be every one of you swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. The wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Be a doer of the word, not a hearer only, deceiving yourself. If anyone hears a scripture like this today and doesn't do it, he walks away from the sermon and goes, and he totally forgets, verse 12, who he is. You know why you sin? You think you're a sinner. Think like one. Talk like one. Act like one. Why don't you stop? The sermon is not... Harmful, it's, 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 it's positive. <clears throat> I don't need to sin. Therefore, when Satan brings a woman to me, I go, I got one. I don't want two. I'm not a Mormon. I'm having enough trouble with one. I ain't doing two. Not that she's trouble, but I'm trouble. <clears throat> Are y'all out there? You go home. I don't need to steal money. God meets all of my needs. I don't need to steal any money. What do I need to steal money for? That's right. Amen. Boy, I'm doing so good. Yes, you are. <clears throat> so Satan is, we live in a fallen world. They're crazy. Your biggest problem when you walk out of church today is going to be Satan talking to your head. Bringing up your past. What past? You ain't got no past. Your past. I'm going to bring up your, what? I got no past. I'm a new creature. Amen. All things have passed away. All things. Everything's brand new. I'm all brand new. I'm righteous. I'm brand new. What are you talking to? You ain't talking to me. Amen. Do you understand how beneficial that is? Yes. Well, you ain't getting your healing this time. <laughs> I never got the last one. He did. Amen. And all he said, I had to get in agreement with him. Right. Someone came to me and would say, agree with me, Pastor. And I said, you go, Greg, with God. Amen. Yeah. Oh, boy. The biggest problem you're going to have on this earth is going to be the devil in your head. That's, the, that's where your biggest war is going on. Right there. And some of y'all would never tell anybody on the planet the war you're having. What's the answer to it? I just gave it to you. You fight all your battles from victory. You won't improve on what Jesus did. That's good preaching. <clears throat> Does this help? Dwayne Sheriff wrote a book called Identity. Every bit of it is about this subject. Andrew Womack said when he learned what I just preached, Spirit, soul, and body. He said, it changed my whole life. When you learn who you are, your life will change. Amen. You're not doing anything. You're just walking in what's already yours. Amen. <clears throat>
I want y'all to be honest, look at me and say, that's good. It, it, it's good. Now, you can walk out of here and go, Pastor, your sermon was good. I'm just reading the Bible to you. That's all I've done today is read your book to you. That's all I've done. I haven't even preached a good sermon. I just read your Bible to you. I pulled the mirror out and went, that's you. This is you. This is you. And this is you. And you got thrilled over your own Bible. You could have done that before you came in today. You could have gone, I'm thrilled over this book right here. I'm thrilled over this book. <clears throat> now I'm going to make a statement right now. Y'all may think I'm crazy. Well, not that you hadn't already. There's not a man or woman in here who's ever seen yourself. You have never seen yourself. You say, yes, I have. No, you have not. You've never seen your face. You have to take a mirror's word for it. That mirror might be lying. You might be ugly. <laughs> Y'all been in them rooms where the mirror make you look fat and the mirror make you look skinny. And the mirror, that mirror might be lying to you. But now that's a true statement. Don't you think about this. You've never seen your face. I've seen your face, but you've never seen your face. You can't see who you are without a mirror. I just read the mirror. I just pulled the mirror of the Word of God up in front of your face and showed you who you are. Don't put the mirror down. Anybody ready for lunch? I'm going to go by my feelings right now. I'm hungry. I'm going to pray over us. I want, I want, if, if you, if you got, if you got anything out of this, I want you to do this. Find the script, the scriptures I quoted. Start reading them to yourself. Mark your Bible and read them to yourself. Read them until they become very real to you. It'll take a little while. It's not easy for you to get your brain to start thinking, I'm Jesus. Your brain goes, no, you are not. You ain't Jesus. That's true. Jesus found out who he was reading the scriptures. You won't find out who you are without reading them. I don't want you living in defeat anymore. Every, we're talking about praying the Spirit, talking about walking in holiness. All that don't mean anything until you do this. This is, this is kindergarten. Whew, it's quiet in here. Father God, I, I woke up this morning with an excitement to step into this church today and just preach this. This right here is something you've been talking to me and teaching me about all of my life. You've, you've brought scriptures up to me. And I read them and I went, no, that can't be so. Colossians 1.13, I remember reading it years ago thinking, I'm not delivered from the devil. I didn't understand then. Right now there may be people sitting in the room that they, they may, may not totally understand what I just said. But I think in their heart they do. I pray a revelation over this church. That this church will be known as the sons of God go there and in the world we're living in right now we need sons of God walking through the earth 
just like Jesus. Everywhere he went, it changed lives. I pray that we'd have a revelation that when we wake up in the morning, every devil in hell screams, oh my God, he's awake again. You said in the book of Ephesians, you prayed over the church in Ephesus, that where eyes of our understanding would be flooded with light, that we would know the hope of your calling, the riches of your glory, of our inheritance as a saint. All Paul prayed was that we'd have a revelation of what you did. That's it. We don't need you to do anything. You already did it. We need a revelation of what you did. And to begin seeing ourselves the way you see us. I pray that we would learn not to talk ugly about what you called blessed. We would not put ourselves down any longer. We would think good thoughts about ourselves according to the word of God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm loved by God. I am already blessed. I have authority over all the work of the devil. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me, I condemn it and prove it to be wrong. If God is for me, who could be against me? And he loves me as much as he loves Jesus. That's my prayer, Heavenly Father. This is my, this is my heart's desire, is to watch a church full of people look, walk, talk, and act just like Jesus. I believe it's possible. You said it's possible. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.